This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John in my usual spot in Cricklade, and my colleague Kieran is joining me over Zoom in his usual spot in Trowbridge. Hello, John. Hello there, Kieran. I, I think you're, you're starting to rock the uh, longer hair look. Are you, are you thinking mullet this time? Please tell me you're going to do a mullet. You know what? My daughter asked me to grow a mullet yesterday and I refused point blank. And then I was looking at my friend Liz earlier who has like a really short pixie cut and she looks really cute. And I thought I might just get my hair cut really short and choppy. So I might get it all cut off. I'm sure you will look just as cute. <laughs> That's the aim, John. I want to that be cute. <laughs> uh, so the purpose of this show is to promote and highlight the local music and art scene and uh, we'll be having a chat to uh, a chap later on and we'll be uh, uh, playing a couple of tunes uh we're playing part two of our interview from last week with um ian um ian winwood now ian uh, for those who missed it last week ian is um a journalist he works for kerrang and works for the telegraph and he's got a new book out so we'll finish off our interview uh with him from last week and uh kieran what gigs are you you had a massive gig didn't you mr ezra Oh, yes. I mean, what? Oh, outstanding. What an outstanding week in Trowbridge, honestly. I know I keep bigging it up and it's like my job to, but at the same time, it's so easy to do. So Thursday night, me and the gang from Trowbridge Town Hall. So we had Megan, we had Emily, we had Jack Bell from Lucky Number 7. We descended upon the Civic in Trowbridge and there was two shows that George Ezra did for Sound Knowledge in Marlborough. They brought their outstore to the Civic in Trowbridge basically because of capacity he can sell more records they can get more people in it's nice and simple so we had 900 people sold out session followed by another 900 people sold out session and we just stood outside and we just flyed everyone we just flyed every single person that came and because it was about a thousand degrees inside the civic i was saying free fan get your free fan free fan i was handing them these flyers for um for a band called um the people versus and that's because i got them printed on slightly thicker cards so they look a little bit more classy Everyone that would make great fans. So, yeah, I think I did everyone there a massive favour. So if they want to repay me and come to the gig, I'd love you forever. <laughs> but yeah, George Ezra was excellent. He had like a seven-piece band with him. It's really funny, right? Because it's like they've told the brass section of the band they have to dance. And there's these two, um, two women who are playing and ha- like when they're not playing, they're having to like shuffle. And you can see they're looking at each other having hysterics. Like they really don't want to do it. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Musicianship was bang on. He obviously he played the hits. I mean, Trowbridge really got treated. All right, then let's uh, let's uh, play a tune, shall we? Yes. We were going to play this band a couple of weeks ago. We just ran out of uh, time in, in the show. So, Broken Fires. The tune is Midnight. Kieran, who are Broken Fires? So, Broken Fires are a Welsh band. Now, if you were in the Wiltshire scene in sort of two thousand and four, five, six, there was a band who played called Ipso Facto. They played a lot of gigs. They then changed their name to Viva Machine, and they played even more gigs. Um, and they were like this four-piece kind of art rock band, um, very shouty, crazy time signatures, stop-start dynamics. They were just brilliant. But they never really sort of made it to the next level. Anyway, the boys disappeared. That was before Facebook even existed. So we, I didn't speak to them again. And they've got in contact with me recently via Instagram. I said, Kieran, you may not remember us. I was like, of course I remember you. You were amazing. Uh, so... This is this, this Welsh band called uh, Broken Fires. To me, they sound very Scottish, in fact. They sound like a lot of like bands like Biffy Clyro or Excerpt. They've got that kind of vibe going on. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's right up my street. They're super nice guys. And I think this song is a, their first song they've released, I think, and it's very, very strong. So this is Midnight. Midnight. 
Soaking to our skins at the funeral Seconds catching glimpses in the cold A momentary love once lost reappears If you stick around, could I make amends? The architect of everything we lost But every time we talk, I shake and I shiver How long to wait till we reach midnight? I've been waiting years just to set things right How long to wait till we reach midnight? I've been waiting years
fantastic tune. Track is Midnight. It is by Broken Fires. Who, I predict um, they'll be at 2,000 Trees in 2023. Okay. So that's one gig for the, in about 12 months' time. Um, I'm assuming if you can, Kieran, you're going to get them uh, into Wiltshire much sooner than that. Yeah, I'll try to. I absolutely will try to. Yeah, that is my plan. Okay, then. I can see you are in your loft of dreams this evening. So do you have any product placement, any new releases you want to share? I've got a couple of new releases, right? But I, I order everything via Sound Knowledge because you've got to look after your local independent. And I was meant to pick them up at the George Ezra gig and I forgot. So I do have Heavy Pendulum by Cave-In and this American artist, I've forgotten her name. I came across her because she's playing at, at the end of the road festival. And I was just looking through their listings and she sounded fascinating. So I listened to her song and it's incredible. It's kind of bluesy, but there's loads of found sounds and like spoken word stuff rustling through it too. Like anything, unlike anything I've ever owned or listened to before, I loved it, but I've forgotten the musician's name. So when I've got it, I will show you and I will share it with the world. But I think she's great. But a mystery musician. She sounds good. We'll just find out who she is next week. Stay tuned. <clears throat> <laughs> in this case then in which case we'll hand over to our part two of our interview so um we we featured this guy last week uh, ian winwood who is a music journalist he's got a book out um he took some time to have a chat to us which i thought was lovely and he gave us a lot of material i didn't want to lose half of it so we're going for a two-parter um his new book is called bodies life and death in music um and, and this part of the interview focuses a bit more on the book and the content and and how it, it's not all smiley and singy and dancey being a music journalist. He really focuses on some of the darker and the grittier side of things, which I found really interesting. But uh, we're, we're going to start off just by uh, with Kieran asking the question about if people want to start off in music journalism, what's the best thing to do? I've got a friend who who's very young. He's um, he's currently in work experience at my place and he's looking to get into journalism. Mm. How does he go about finding stories? How does he go about getting a narrative, something that people, other people might be interested in? It's really about learning on the job. It's quite difficult because if you if you're interviewing, say, ten bands a year, I mean it'll be more than ten bands a year. But if you're interviewing ten bands a year, say for a, a cover story for somewhere, or six bands a year, and it's like, you know, a magazine says we really like this band, you don't shove a young band on the cover and then give them a shovel, and you just don't do that. It's just not. It's punching down and why why would you waste the reader's time doing that? So you have to find a way to make make it sound not falsely exciting, I don't think, although, you know, I guess some do. But it's it's a learned skill, I think, because all of the young band's experiences will be more or less identical. Their music won't be, of course, but their, but their experiences will be, up to and including getting their first cover story. So in a way, it can be a little bit like the Ramones. You're essentially writing the same song, but it's it sounds. You hope it sounds a little bit different. <laughs> uh, ask them and find. This, I mean, this is a little bit of a specialist answer, but try and find something when they're talking and you're asking them something that just catches your ear a little bit. Like it could be something as as unusual as, but you know, they went to America for the first time. And something happened in America where, you know, it, there was a new custom or something, something that makes the reader realise that for them, it's it, for the people you're talking about, it's a brand new experience. And, and, and just try to bring the people on that you're speaking to alive on the page as much as you can, uh, would be my advice. And try and make the writing as vivid as you can 
Yeah, that's it. I've never been asked that before. I, that, I thought of that on my feet. So, Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> read, read, read what I do and do that. That's my advice. <laughs> you don't want to be usurped, though, do you? Uh, yeah, I'll take them on. Yeah, I'll take them on. I'll, cr- I'll crush them. <laughs> They're not stealing food from my table. Um, Ian, we, we really should talk a bit more about your, your book, because I'm getting the impression it's not really autobiographical, but it, it's, it's stories from your history in journalism. So is, is there any theme or is there any, is, is it chronological or have you just picked out the best bits of your life? How's it, how's it all fitted together? Uh, I've certainly not picked the best bits of my life. I've picked the worst bits of my life, to be honest with you. So I've, I've definitely gone against the grain there. It's a book about how the, the music industry just drives people mad. And in some cases it kills them. And in some cases... They become even people who might in other way, in other fields of, of work be quite steady and temperate people. The working conditions sort of make people it's quite an excessive environment. And I wanted to explore why that why that might be the case. I've been very fortunate that people have, have wanted to speak to me about it, uh, yourselves included, and it's always lovely to do so. I've yet to find a way to do it. John, that doesn't make it sound drier, the book sound drier than it actually is. It is in places, I think, quite funny. And I weave in my own story of, of being around musicians for this amount of time and seeing how they behave, how they can rise and how they can fall and how even having a measure of success and then having that taken away overnight, with more or less overnight, with no aftercare. You know, if you get dropped by your label, you'll never hear from that label again. There's no sort of, you know, professional footballers association to look after you. You're just gone. Just how, how corrosive a work environment it is, while also at the same time, being incredibly exciting, sometimes incredibly boring, hugely demanding, hugely demanding. And I wanted to explore the space between what I guess a lot of magazines write about bands and how it's all exciting and they're all, they're all excited and they've got a new album and everything's great and sort of the day-to-day reality that is taking a toll on, on, on musicians and explain why that I think that is and why they think that is as well because I've spoken to a lot of people about it. I spoke to my friend Frank Turner and Simon Neal from Biffy and Grant Hutchison from Frightened Rabbit, whose brother died by suicide, to get, you know, first-hand experiences. Within that, John, to, just to show that I have a, a little skin in the game, and because I think that they're good stories, there's an account, that we, it weaves in and out structurally, and it's sort of about, you know, my own experiences uh, you know, the music industry didn't drive me mad, but it gave me plenty of places to hide. Uh, and I explain w- what the catalyst for my own sort of slide into into chaos was. That sounds like a very serious book and it's a very serious subject. And what I wanted to do, this is perhaps what I should have said at the start, is that, <laughs> is that although although the book is about a serious subject, I wanted it to rock. I wanted it to swing and roll like a like a good song does. So I wanted the book to be exciting, like like music, and that's what I went for. And that was a whole job in itself. 
to my mind, I always thought that the, the general excess are very obvious. It's basically drink and drugs. But actually, as you've just touched upon then, it's also the highs of playing a, a, you know, a big show or a festival and then the opposite of having it taken away from you and that real pitch and yaw, the up and down of the, of the whole industry. On my own part, I know I get asked an awful lot of alcohol from bands. Mm. When I have a band come play for me, they'll last for an obscene amount of alcohol. And I have on occasion refused to give that much alcohol. Oh, okay. So because... In, in many respects, I have a duty of care to look after the artist whilst they're in my care to play for me. And I understand, we all understand that part of the industry is they want to have a drink and I'm not going to criticise or judge or even stop people from doing that or be, um, and, you know, express themselves in that way. But there does come a point where you go, actually, that's not healthy or that's not, that's too much. That's, that's going beyond reasonable requests. And yeah. I had to say no. I just wondered how much of the book focused on on drink and drugs and the and, and the, how much of the book focused on the other things that, that musicians have to experience uh, it focuses on all of those things from basically uh, like i said having a measure of success taken away from you and being treated as if you're important because you've signed a, a, a record deal with warner brothers that within the space of three years is, is you no longer have that record deal and you're 26 years old and, and no one cares anymore. So that's even before you've put a, a stimulant into your, your system. That, I'm sure, is, a, is, a, is addictive. That's yeah. why you, so, you see so many people in bands that, that break up. They try and give it another go, but it's not quite the same. So that's clearly addictive. There is the toll it takes on a musician's private lives I'm appearing at a, a, a festival in in, near, in North Yorkshire in, in July, and I'm, I'm being interviewed on stage by James Smith, who's the singer in Yard Acts. And, and their, their success came for them a little bit older, which often helps quite a lot. He's 31, 30, I guess 32 next birthday. And he has a, a young child at home and a partner. And life changes for them as well when you become successful. Uh, and they they work it that they have three weeks on the road and, and then they're home for a week and they make sure that, that that's, you know, quality time with their families. Now, you are the first person I've ever heard of, Kieran, who actually tried to police. It's known as a rider for anyone who doesn't yeah, know. Sorry. And bands that have a degree of success have a rider. I mean, all bands kind of have a rider, but you can file your rider with the with the promoter uh, at the venue and they will they are required to, to to get what you want and i would say 99 out of 100 times that primarily is alcohol now there really can't be stand-up comedy is the only other field that i can think of where it might be the case where you go to work and in one of your offices, your dressing room, it's piled high with booze, with whatever. And, with, you know, we're talking a couple of crates of beer, a couple of bottles of wine and a bottle of tequila or a bottle of Jack Daniels or a bottle of each if you want it. Yeah. Uh, and the music industry has always attracted outlier personalities. You know, Keith Richards and Keith Moon and Sid Vicious and Janis Joplin. But it, it's not entirely full of those people. But what it does do is the 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 base level is so much higher 
in the music industry or, 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 it, or it's high in the music industry. So what seems like a normal evening is, is for others quite a wild Friday night out. You know, on Savvy Street, it's quite a wild Friday night out. Because if you're on the road, there's actually not much to do other than sound check and play. You can use your time productively if you want to, but it's very, very easy not to. Well, uh, Frank Turner gave a quote to a podcast, and, and I, I can remember it word for word because I put it in the book and then took it out. So this is this is <laughs> a, a okay. preview, uh, and it's it's for for the entirety of my working environment and my working life. I have existed in an environment where alcohol is much more readily available than food. And if you somehow manage to drink it all, someone will always bring you more. So I think I think even if you're not sort of hardwired for, you know, running into the buffers in terms of of, uh, of addiction or dependency, um, in that environment, it can very, very easily creep up on you. And and indeed it does. Ian, can can you uh, can you give us another plug for your book? What, what it's called? Where to find it? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. The book is called um, "Bodies: Life and Death in Music," and it's by me, Ian Winwood, uh, and no relation to Steve. Uh, and it is published by Faber and Faber. And I believe the phrase is, "It's available in all good bookshops."
Right, the tune we have just played is by the Nova Twins. Great band. Cool. They're probably too big for me already. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, no one is ever too big for you, Kieran. They, they might temporarily, but when they're on their way down, they'll come back to you. <laughs> when they're on their way down, I'll get them. I'll get them on their way down. That's it, yeah. Actually, they're, um, yeah, they're just, just go check them out. I think they're great. Hmm. Well, we'll move straight on to news then, shall we, Kieran? Have you got anything to talk about this week? So there was another statement put out about J- Big Jeff um, earlier today. And he is still in intensive care. Um, I don't think anything greatly has changed since last week's announcement that he'd been in a fire. Um, but that statement was a bit vague. And I think it's it's a little bit clearer that he's he's pretty sick at the moment. So I've put a, 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 a message out on the 2000 Trees group chat on, on the Facebook page. I've just said, is there any way that we can get a chant going for, for, for him at 2000 Trees? And the feedback was excellent. It's going to happen. I don't know what shape it's going to form yet, but we're going to have a 2000 Trees Big Jeff chant. Oh, oh well done, Kieran. Thanks for the update. I didn't see that update. Um, uh, yeah, so, so Big Jeff, he, um, he's very well known around the Bristol music scene, a prolific gig goer. He goes to gigs every night of the week. And yeah, as Kieran was saying, he's, he's poorly at the moment in uh, Swansea Hospital. So we do wish him all the best and a speedy recovery. Love you, Big Jeff. Kieran, there's been another festival um, cancelled. We talked about one last week. It's another one. This is the M4 Festival at uh, Lydia Park in Swindon. This is oh, MFOR. That's a shame. Um, they've, they've quoted the reason for the cancellation as the cost of living crisis. Now, I don't know whether that means that people aren't buying the tickets or, or whether that means that they're, they're just struggling to, 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 to fund the festival. Um, so let's not speculate on that, but that, that's the reason it's been cancelled. It was due to happen at the end of July. Um, so that's another one. They, they said they're going to be back next year. I've got no details on... Um, what you do with your tickets so uh, if, if we do hear about that we'll, we'll let people know we all know that the energy crisis is is terrible and biting the fuel crisis is just ridiculous it's over two pound of uh, a litre where i am in trowbridge um however if you do want to uh if you do have the opportunity to go out and see friends and buy a ticket to a gig do 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 it in advance make those memories because I have no doubt that it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I, we're all going to want memories to cherish. If you want to come to one of my gigs uh, and you, you genuinely can't afford it, just drop me a message. I will get you in one way or another. And we will, have, we will make some memories and we'll, we'll watch some amazing shows. Uh, but so don't, don't, don't let yourself miss out on stuff. Um, keep living your best life. Oh, Kieran, you're so heartwarming today. It's because I'm in my roof and my roof is about a thousand degrees. Ah, so you're physically warm. So it's, it's oozing out of you in, in appreciation <laughs> for humanity. Me, <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch, you can email sheerisolation at gmail.com or come us online sheerisolation.co.uk or on your streaming service of choice. Karen, thank you for your time. I know you've had a very busy day. Trowbridge has been keeping you manically busy today. So thank you for taking the time out. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure. You know, we've got through this entire show 100 without bigging up that it's an anniversary for us, so I think that's good. Oh, look at us. Yeah, we're not, yes, we're not yeah. all about the numbers. Yeah, we don't, we don't care at show 100. We'll be back with show 101 next week. Excellent. Cheers, <laughs> Thanks man. for listening, all. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care.